From the World Section of the New York Times, After 25 Years of U.S. Role in Iraq, Scars Are Too Stubborn to Fade, by Tim Arango. Fali Hassan and Omar al-Jawoshi contributed reporting. It was once a well-kept memorial for hundreds of Iraqi civilians who were killed by American bombs while they slept, a powerful symbol of suffering embraced by a dictator's propaganda machine. The destruction of the Amaria bomb shelter in a middle-class Baghdad neighborhood on February 13, 1991, at the outset of the Persian Gulf War, killed some 408 civilians in the worst way possible. Most were burned alive. It stands as the deadliest episode of civilian casualties in the painful history, now a quarter-century long, of the United States in Iraq. For years, Saddam Hussein ensured that the event remained etched in the Iraqi collective memory, recalled in movies, songs, poems, and ceremonies. The shelter was a required stop for visiting dignitaries and foreign correspondents in Saddam's tightly controlled Iraq. This week, 25 years later, the anniversary passed with almost no notice. An Iraqi army unit now occupies the grounds of the shelter. The site is no longer open to the public, although the occasional survivors or family members of the dead are welcomed by soldiers and given tours. A few days ago, on the anniversary, two men from the neighborhood, now in their sixties, greeted a reporter and spoke about their memories. Each had lost several family members in the attack, and each had helped pile the charred bodies on trucks. One of the men, Hussein Abdallah, 63, a retired truck driver, pointed to the neglected gravestones, chipped and overgrown with weeds and wildflowers, and said, These are just names. There are no bodies buried here. They were all burnt. You could not recognize the bodies. Shorn of its political purpose, the building itself is now a sad and neglected time capsule. The structure remains just as the American bunker-busting bombs left it, a scar on a cityscape that remains disfigured, too, by strikes from the opening of the 2003 war. There is a giant hole in the roof, a giant crater in the earth, and a gnarled mess of wires and protruding steel rods. In dark corners down below are the dusty remnants of what the place once meant, and still does to some degree, to the Iraqi nation— black-and-white photos of the victims arranged by family, fastened to poster boards, but no longer hanging from the walls. Many of those pictured are small children, Hussein Ala'a Ibrahim and his sister Sama, Faras Kadim Abbas and his brother Amjid, Karar Talib and his sister Hadil. There is a tattered poster from the second anniversary of the bombing bearing Saddam's face and the words, Allegiance and Challenge, the second anniversary of the immortal mother of battles. For the two neighborhood men, the anniversary of the shelter bombing was an occasion for reflection on a stark milestone. The Gulf War began in January 1991, and so by now the United States has begun using its military to shape events in Iraq for more than a quarter century. And there is no end in sight. The next American president will almost surely be the fifth in succession to order airstrikes in Iraq. There have been many rationales. Driving Saddam's army from Kuwait, containing his unconventional weapons programs, protecting the Kurds in the north and the Shiites in the south, undertaking a full-scale invasion and occupation to depose Saddam and establish a democracy in the heart of the Middle East, and now 
fighting the militants of the Islamic State. And there have been many enemies. The Iraqi State, Shiite militias, Al-Qaeda in Iraq, the Islamic State. Muhammad Jamal, 60, a retired teacher, likened the long American entanglement in Iraq to a television series absorbed one episode after another. I am afraid for what comes next, he said. Maybe the future will be even worse. Maybe America will create something new that will be even worse than now. In considering the American legacy here, Iraqis weigh the benefits of being relieved of a cruel dictator against the seemingly unending costs in destruction and death. For many Iraqis, it seems a saga without end, especially now as they see images on their television screens of the near-complete destruction of Ramadi, a city in western Anbar province from which the Islamic State was recently driven by U.S. airstrikes and Iraqi ground forces.